I don't know what your police captain told you about me, but I'm a different breed of podcast. I'm from the streets, and I'm the last podcast. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to the last podcast. Last time we had on Nisha Crossley, and this time we have... Alicia Deeringer and Beth Schaller. Alicia and Beth. Uh, what was the last show each of y'all performed in? Uh, I host a weekly open mic, if yeah. that counts for a show. Yeah. That I do that every time it was last Thursday. And I would personally say that you are such an important person for doing that. And you've done that, like, for almost as long as I've known you. Yeah. And well, I took a little break. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it but is something still, I've like, done for a long time. impacted our community. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Helped me make friends. I that. <laughs> That's how we met. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wish I could have done it more, but it's like... I live in Sugarland, and then when I didn't have a job, you know, I couldn't come out and do these things. And so, when I do have a job, it's harder to do that because you have to go to your job. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, everyone starts out at open mics, and you meet so many people. So I would say open mics are super important for communities and artists. Um, but the last show that I performed at was um, Comics You Should Know at the Secret Group on Friday, which I think they do monthly um, on Fridays at 10 p.m. So check out the secret group if you like live comedy uh and for both of y'all uh are y'all online like can people i know texture yellow is online can... uh we have some live videos we did at sugar hill but i'm actually recording with them this wednesday next wednesday and in july um so we can release our album and we'll have that on is that y'all's first album mm-hmm. Whoa. yeah we've been together so long and have never gotten it right Man. but you know now that i'm leaving it's crunch time yeah so we'll have that um y'all can slay the funk I I don't have a YouTube page or anything like that, but I will post um, shows and uh, where I'll be on my Instagram, and that is Beth Anne, A N N E underscore Fetamine. Beth and Fetamine. Beth and Fetamine. <laughs> uh, don't smoke this. <laughs> uh, where was the last vacation y'all took? Oh, we just went to New Orleans a few weeks ago. Yes, we did. We went with a, my mom to visit a family friend in New Orleans. And we got super twisted on 6th Street. <laughs> no, Bourbon. Bourbon Street. I'm sorry. Same thing. We're too old for the streets. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly my weary bones. Yeah. yeah. Are we supposed to ask you questions? Yeah, absolutely, if you want. Yeah. Um, when was the last time you won something? Oh, man. Um, I cannot remember the last time that I won something, but what is coming up to my like head, like mm -hmm. one of the first things, and one of the most memorable things that I've ever won was uh, a Nickelodeon cartoon comic contest. Oh, wow. Uh, from Nickelodeon Magazine. Oh, and so, cool. Like, well, you drew it and mailed it in. Yeah. And wow. so they had a single panel comic contest, and I uh, drew a panel of... Uh, these people driving and next to them was the sign that said slow children <laughs> says, that's not going to help everyone's self-esteem <laughs> and i got picked and i won and they sent me all this really cool uh, free stuff all these books uh and one of the books uh is called understanding comics by scott mcleod and he was one of the first like people to study comics in oh, like wow. school like he created basically like a study and this he breaks it down in this like 
uh, into like philosophy of like comics and structure and it like changed the way that I thought like you know like it, it was deeper than you would think you know wow so is he describing like comics like comic strips yeah yeah like and the okay. art of them and how they came to be and the style and one thing that I remember strongly from the book is and I used it in my poetry because I used to write a lot of poetry in the time and uh was about how people read and where mm. they would place the bubbles because you want to place them in the right spots to yeah, basically to read, you know, it, read the, the time yeah, yeah. and then also if you want a little bit of space in between it you know mentally you put another bubble somewhere else so that they have to take a break when reading you know it's not instantaneous yeah, yeah. and so uh my poetry kind of evolved into a very e.e. E. cummings style where it's like i would have words you know in one part and then the next words would be a, a few sentences down to where like you have to have these breaks and pauses yeah yeah that is really interesting and something that i I mean, I don't read a lot of comics, but when I do, it's, you know, something that stands out to me is, like, you're capturing a whole conversation maybe in one scene. Yeah. So, you know, to be able to convey, like, every character and what they're saying and the order that they're saying it and, and not lose, like, the, you know, drama or the intensity of, of whatever, you know, scene you're seeing. Is, yeah. yeah. I feel like it enhances it. Yeah. 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 And to cool. have it compacted, because there's, like, definitely, like you'll see like amateur work where it's like they'll fill the whole page with text and it's like I'm not going to read this yeah. Yeah. I want to yeah. get into the story write yeah. a book why don't you you know <laughs> <laughs> um, what was the last meal you had that uh, really stood out mm. what I can think of my um parents made tacos for us oh yeah a few weeks ago there was, uh, there was nothing really super special about it but I, yeah, I hadn't had my mom's cooking in a really really long time Ooh. and she's a fantastic cook and um and finding good tacos isn't always super easy we live in houston so there's taco trucks everywhere and there's mexican <laughs> yeah. food everywhere but it's not always like what you want and yeah. it was just super satisfying food for me um is usually pretty disappointing because I'm very particular about it. So when I get something that I like, it's really good. Also, just tried Oh My Goji's chicken tacos for the first time ever. I haven't been there, but I, oh I my, see it all the time. Oh My Goji. Oh My Goji. Oh my goji. Man, I got it. That. I got it, and then like three nights later, we like left her show at Seeker Group early so that I could go get them again. <laughs> We're like, we have to go. <laughs> um, I don't know. What was the last thing you cooked for me? I don't know. Hmm. Well, it was that. It was that. <laughs> Whatever it was. Um, what was uh, what was the last time during the show uh, that y'all experienced a moment of like, well, this sucks. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know about the if this was the last time, but the biggest time that like my brain has is we were doing a benefit show at Walters and we were covering Erica Badu Tyrone which is something that I cover with my band often I could not remember any of the words oh, like I started no. it three separate times like people from the audience were like I'm getting tired I was like okay yeah 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 and then just couldn't remember it I was like man this sucks so I just like stopped trying to cover it and was like okay we're gonna sing a song I wrote now <laughs> like, it was just it was awful <laughs> I will say that that's the good thing about that song is that it's a classic so once you start it you know the crowd is gonna yeah but they, 
They would have. They had to sing the whole song. <laughs> yeah, and then you were in that moment of like, oh, I can't remember, and the audience is trying to sing it, and it's like, uh, what do I do? And then you're just like, okay, uh, too much overload. Yeah. Let's move on. Yeah. I think there's you know a danger in doing something so much that you take for granted that you're gonna remember. Yes. Which is something I have a lot when I'm doing jokes that I've been telling for years. Um, and I can't remember specifically like the last time that I've had this like oh crap moment during a set, but. I mean, with comedy, you kind of get into a rhythm where you're expecting to have laughs every, you know, few seconds, every time you're, you're building up to a joke or hitting a joke. So if, you know, people aren't laughing for more than, like, 30 seconds, you're like, oh, no, what did I, <laughs> what did I miss? Does this crowd hate me? This, you know, this setup is not going to go well. Um, which I think actually happened Friday um, at some point, but, um, you know, turned it around at the end by... Hitting the, hitting the joke at a different pace than I normally would have. I hate, like, so both music and comedy, mm-hmm. you know, or performance art, so I, like, do all three. It's, like, I hate when you're, like, in that moment of, like, you, the peaks of the audience. Mm-hmm. You can tell they're yeah. enjoying it and stuff. And you're in that moment when they're just kind of, like, they just peaked and now they're coming back down and they're just waiting for the next thing. And then you're internalizing, like, oh, man, this has been so long since they've done anything or reacted. Yeah. Is it wrong? But they're probably sitting there, you know, just, like, really just being in the moment and enjoying it. And But because they're not reacting in a way, it's just like, oh, no. Yeah. It's 40 <laughs> yeah. seconds. Like, yeah. But they're still enjoying it. Um, what was the last joke you told? The last joke I told. It's the car one. Was it the car one? Was that what I closed with? Mm-hmm. You said, and a man will still tell okay. you what to do. Yeah, so... Uh, oh, the, relating the car parts to a... Yes. Um, yeah, so I tell a joke about how having a vagina and owning a shitty car is pretty similar. <laughs> because, um, <laughs> they both require a lot of maintenance. And there are just noises and fluids and odors that you've, like, given up finding explanations for. And then, I mean, I guess the big punchline to that joke is, like, having a vagina and having an old car is, you know, it's similar because you can wax it, you can keep it clean, take it in for maintenance, and a man will still act like he knows more about it than you do. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, uh... And then all the women are like, oh, and all yeah. the men are like... Mm. Yeah, yeah, she says that, but she's going to put the wrong oil in it. And then... <laughs> Oh, me, the last joke I told. Oh, can you remember? Um, well, I was telling a lot of jokes that night because I was around comedians and they, like, make me feel inferior if I'm not funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's kind of really dumb. It, I, now that I'm thinking about it, I wish I wouldn't have said this, but I was talking about how I've gained weight and my friend was like, yeah, me too, but at this point, it's just, it is what it is. And I was like, yeah, unless, like, I get a tapeworm or something. You know, nothing, like, this is how it is. He was like, yeah, I feel you. And I was like, like I'm just going to start picking up my dog's poop with my hand. <laughs> just hoping maybe somehow some worms get in there. Oh, like, no. It, yeah, it was bad. Is that why you were asking me to check when he's poop the other day? <laughs> Shut up, no. <laughs> <laughs> she any tapeworms today? She's like, she's, you know, her tummy's been acting weird. Can you make sure she doesn't have any, like, worms? <laughs> I'm holding out for a hero. Yeah. And I was like, no. And she was like, damn it. <laughs> um, when was the last, uh, like, when was the last moment when you could see that you really inspired someone through your set? Um, I Sometimes women will come up to me after my set and 
I don't know exactly what they mean by this, but they'll say that it was like, like smart, which I, I don't know. I don't know if I would describe myself like my comedy as smart, but I think what they mean is that like, was it just a bunch of one-liners? Yeah, it, yeah, it's something that like I kind of think that women relate to just by being women and haven't really heard someone else say it out loud in the way that they were feeling it, which is something that I love about comedy is when somebody constructs all of your thoughts that you've had but never articulated in a way that's like very insightful and funny and mm-hmm. um, I don't know if that's what they mean when they say that, but I really hope that, that it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, for me, uh, recently... I got back into the open mic game, so I started going to a few around town, and I ran into this girl who was sisters with a guy I knew probably when I was like 19 or so, and she came up to me and told me that I was the reason that she started singing publicly, like going to my open mics and stuff, and that, like honestly she told me I wanted to cry, but I was like in public, I was like I gotta act like tough, you know, but she told me that if it wasn't for that, she wouldn't have those the, ever sang in front of anyone those ever. Those the best moments oh, in life. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, like when someone comes up to you like years later and you didn't even realize it or something like that you yeah know, i did it like, i didn't i had never even formally met her yeah. yeah yeah and they just come up to you they recognize you and they're like oh my gosh you did this one thing that changed my life yeah and it's just like wow yeah. i think it's really important to tell people that too because yeah, i think yes. a lot of people hold back um even just like complimenting someone on small things that could really like change the other person's yeah. life yeah, yeah. like or, entire like, life give them the validation that they need at the moment you know? yeah because like, that person could be like really down or whatever and then all of a sudden you're just like hey that thing you did i really appreciate it and they're like wow that gives me the strength to keep going you mm-hmm. know? yeah that's good that's a good good point you should remember to compliment people when was the last time you performed anything anywhere um As far as performances, um, so I do, before COVID, uh, I'm a member of, I'm a comedy sports player, Mm -hmm. and so my last performance was most likely a comedy sports show. Comedy sports, like with uh, Benji? Yeah. Oh, cool, cool. That's uh, one of my friend's brother. Oh, really? So you do like improv? Yeah. Oh, cool, cool, cool. So I I do comedy sports, uh, station theater as well. I was Mm -hmm. on a few troops there, Uh, but now, now that I have money coming in with work uh, I'm saving up to try to do more music shows it's just difficult because like the music that I create is nearly impossible to replicate alone by myself Mm -hmm. I would have to have like a full band Mm -hmm. and so if I want to have like a meaningful impactful show I need to have like lights and you know like uh, visuals and everything make it like fun like I don't know if you've seen Dan Deacon live but like he's just one guy that basically presses play you know and runs his set through and then he has a lot of audience involvement, and it's, yeah. it's just a magical show. And it's like, that's what I kind of want to do. Um, and so I think I think the last performance I did was improv. Uh, musical performance would be, um, I had a show at a bar uh, where I did the Huda Thunk music. Um, but it, again, it's just kind of like I hit play and then I like kind of just played along with my mm-hmm. bass. It wasn't yeah. like, you know, doing the whole stuff. But that was before I even got into like electronics. So that was a couple years ago. Uh, and then performance art, the last piece I did was a couple years ago for uh, the performance art festival here in Houston. 
Uh, I, I didn't, didn't even know we had one of those. Uh, I mean, they're still, uh, it's just like every two years or so. Okay. And so they're probably still in process, but COVID also, you know, yeah. put things down a yeah. little bit. But they are incredible. Like every year, uh, every time that I've gone to, I volunteered for one the first year. And just meeting all the artists was just so inspiring, you know. And so I had to get in on the next one. And it really is just a life-changing moment to be able to perform something and have, like, people really enjoy it. You know? Yeah. Like, deeply change the way someone thinks about something. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's kind of all we can hope for as artists. Yeah. You know, even if you feel that once, it's like, it's, I don't know, it makes you want to do it again. And Yeah. It's like a drug. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is addictive. So addictive. Yeah. What? When is the last time you've been proud of yourself? Oh, man. Uh, I would say, like, almost every day these days. Yeah, you know, that's like, awesome. Because, I mean, out of... I started nine years ago is when I started Drawbook, which... Uh, I don't what know what book are you on now? I'm on book 61 now. Wow. So, uh, 61 that's books awesome. in nine yeah. years, and I'm just going to keep going. And so, right there, that's something to be proud of. But in all that doing, and, and uh, the goal was to try to make it as an artist and support myself as an artist. And so I'm at this point uh, in my art, my photography, my music, now the podcasts, and with the music as of like last year or two years ago, I'm worldwide. And so like my stuff has been played in every country. Wow. Uh, currently right now, I have listeners in literally every country. That's awesome. Uh, and so, our continent. But to say that's that's, that's insane. Yeah. Every country. Now, wow. before I started working at the Manil, I was so close because I was doing all these like stream teams where basically mm-hmm. you share your music with each other and everyone just listens to each other's music on playlists. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wish I had kept doing that because when I finally got the money in for that and all the stats, like I was making hundreds of dollars. Really? So, like, from I, streaming? Yeah, from streaming. Wow. And you, uh, Spotify is only you get a dollar every two hundred thirty-three streams yeah oh, wow. yeah and so it's not a lot you know you get pennies and yeah then, and so if i had stuck with that like i imagine i could be like making you know full time just off yeah. of like royalties and streams yeah because uh, most of my income i've made in the three years of huda thunk i've made about 600 700 dollars and that's like mostly international stuff like uh uh my music was on like a tv show in korea Wow. Yeah. And so I'm making royalties off of that, you know, and it's just like you never know what you're going to get. And so I don't know about Texture Yellow, but y'all should definitely register for ASCAP and BMI or whatever. Yeah, we're going to yeah, we're gonna do all that. I recommend ASCAP because it literally paid for itself, like, within the first two years that I got it. Okay. Cool. That's a lot to be proud of. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. awesome. I when was the last time it. you were proud of yourself? Um, geez. I don't know. I scheduled a dentist appointment, so <laughs> I've been meaning to do that for like a year. So that was great. I I think uh, every time we, and this might be like personal, but every time we get into like an argument and then I don't like feel the same way or react the same way that I would have even like two years ago or like in a previous relationship, I feel like I and becoming a better partner and a better person. So the last time we had a fight, I was proud of myself. <laughs> you noticed the growth. Yeah. 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 I no, definitely. We, I think the, we just get better. Yeah. yeah. For sure. When was the last time you were proud of yourself? Oh, um, today I really did not feel like going to drop off my guitar, my bass player's guitar, to get restrung before recording. And I really didn't feel like going to pick it up. But I did, 
And anytime I do something I don't want to do, I'm really proud because my mentality for most of my life up until like I was 21 was my motto was like, I do what I want. <laughs> oh man, I, and that, that was I it. I kind of feel you. I was kind of the same. I was a rebellious little young lady. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's kind of annoying though. Yeah. Like not to like hold any compromise. Yeah. It's not. That's what. Super, yeah, it's not super great for growing. That's our growth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we've realized that that is not the way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was the last thing that y'all built or created or like art or anything? Hmm. We uh, put our couch together. We did put our couch <laughs> together. But it was like an IKEA couch, so. Um, I don't know if this counts, but I changed the battery in my car. It's not like building. By yourself? Yeah. Nice. Well, not all the way by myself. I had to have my neighbor hold my hood open because it doesn't stay open by itself. Okay, okay. But all uh, the other stuff, I yeah. did it all by myself. We'll just count that. <laughs> they were an object, an external yeah. object. <laughs> yeah. Real quick. I think we kind of built the, or created the blueprint for our life in Pennsylvania oh, next yeah. year. That's deep. Yeah. yeah. Picked out uh, an apartment and... Um, you know, scoped up places to hang out, made plans. So that was a that was a big. I got deal. on Tinder Passport and try to make friends with like musicians, mm-hmm. but it's mostly just dudes that are look really annoying holding fish. Yeah, they're like <laughs> they're like you're on Tinder to make friends. You're the weird one. You know. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like that is kind of what I went to like Tinder for was like just make friends and meet people. You know, it's like but there's this whole stigma that it's like if you're a, a man even though i consider myself non-binary mm-hmm. it's like even though they people don't know that you know yeah. unless you express it and so it's just like you're kind of judged as that like dick seeking yeah. vagina you know mm-hmm. it's like but it's like no I, I want mental connections like yeah. i just want to meet people and hang out and just see where that goes yeah. you know it yeah. influences the other's lives i wish there was a better platform for that but yeah, I tried that, the like, Bumble Friends thing, and it was so whack. Yeah. It, it was it, like, I was like, what? Yeah, <laughs> even those environments get polluted by the people who are just yeah. looking for sex. There was this one guy on Tinder that said, like, we matched, and he was a musician. He was like, man, I'm going to be gone by the time you're here, but I really enjoy conversation if you just want to talk. And I was like, dude, that's so cool. Yeah, like, I get bored sometimes at night or in the morning. And then he was like, I, all I ask is, like, you don't ghost me, and I won't ghost you. And I was like, that's just a mutual understanding of yeah, one another, yeah. you know? And I, I think like, that's cool. Uh, that right there is such an important thing to say of because it's like there will be those people every once in a while It's like, hey, let's just talk, you know? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. But then it's like it falls out because, you know, either Yeah, like, it has been three days since I messaged him back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then you get in that mood of, like, oh, man, it's been so long that I haven't said Now how do I now, even now, say yeah, hi? It's awkward. Yeah. Do I say hi? <laughs> yeah. Um, what was the process like? This isn't a last question, but like, what was the process like of, uh, where y'all moving to Pennsylvania? Uh, State College, Pennsylvania. Yeah. What was that like? Just like picking a place out of state and finding where to live and all that? Like, how do you... I, uh, so I, we've, she took, when did you take the LSAT, like, a year ago? Um, I think I took it in September of 2020. Okay, so, from then, we were just waiting for her results. Yeah. Uh And then after we got our results, we were waiting for schools to get back to us. So like, a lot of our life was kind of just in limbo. Yeah. And I haven't been working since September, November um, outside of my open mic. So as soon as we found out that she, basically that she was going to go to Penn State, I immediately was like, I can do something now. Yeah. So like, I was really yeah. excited. I was like, I can nest. Yes, okay. Um, so I just went online. There's this moving company, like, website where you just put in your information and then they 
basically send it off to like third parties and they all call you and it's kind of really annoying but I found one that was like a direct carrier so it was like two thousand dollars cheaper than every other moving place and then I went online and started looking at other websites for places to live and found Realtor over there so I told the realtor this is what we're looking for and they gave me a list and then we did virtual tours Oh, okay. But the virtual tours were like a little bit ghetto because, like, obviously they couldn't go into their tenant's home, right. like, normally because oh, wow. of COVID. Yeah, yeah. So it was just, like, them, like, with their cell phones, like, <laughs> recording that. their house. Like, I'm pretty sure we saw the dude, like, in the bathroom mirror yeah. as he was, like, recording <laughs> it. <laughs> like, hey, can you just do this for me real quick? Yeah. <laughs> so y'all haven't been to Pennsylvania no. yet? No. I've have. never been there ever in my yeah. life. What are y'all's thoughts on that? Like, just moving to this place you haven't been? I think we're terrified a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I, I had to Google, like, are there mountains? Like, what's it look like over there? Yeah, yeah I don't know either. It's Pennsylvania. There are mountains. There are mountains. <laughs> There's pins and pencils there. Um, yeah, I'm nervous. I'm mostly nervous about the snow. Yes. Because we've never lived in snow. Yeah. And I know that it's not, like, that you have to do things with your car to, yeah, like, drive. Yeah, put chains on Yeah, all that. I have no idea. I'm just probably going to hope that it doesn't snow. Global warming yeah, will right. kick in, like, super hard. <laughs> right. I don't know what you got to do about snow, but it's something, you know. There's, like, salt <laughs> yeah. involved. There's shovels. I, I know, know that they're going to shovel our driveway and sidewalk, so we don't have to worry about that, which is yeah. cool. Well, that's legit. Yeah. Yeah, that's a time and energy. Yeah. Um, what was the last purchase that you felt was uh, like oh that was yeah I needed this like this was a great purchase I recently bought an acoustic guitar acoustic electric guitar for the first time since I was I think I was 19 when my drummer accidentally ran mine over so I haven't had one since then. Tell that story. How did, how did that even happen? Like, you just put um, it behind the car? And accidentally, basically, yeah. yeah. We were we were playing at a Super Happy Funland. It's like one of our first shows ever. And we were running late. And he was backing in. Um, he had a truck at the time. So I was like, put my guitar down. Like, leaned it against the truck to like take his drums in. No. And he just backed up a little bit. And it fell like right under the tire. But we didn't realize it until we were all set up. And I pulled my guitar out. And I went to play it. And the strings were like almost like five inches off of like the guitar and the oh, fretboard man. and I was like this looks wrong <laughs> I, I couldn't figure it out and then yeah I didn't get to play I cried a little bit oh. yeah, but nice. I just recently bought a new acoustic guitar nice. for my open mics and stuff and it's, I think it was a good move it was really really like it's a Yamaha that has all solid wood and it was less than a thousand dollars so it's a pretty good deal. I'm, I'm jealous of guitar players. Like, uh, I really wish I could. Like, I played that ukulele, yeah. as you remember, for a long time. But it just, it hurts my fingers so much. And then when I tried to transition to guitar, even more so. Because, I mean, a wider oh, yeah. bridge and then, mm-hmm. like, thinner strings and they're metal. And it's like, it just feels like it's chopping through my fingers. Yeah. Yeah. It's good against calluses. Uh, yeah. I got, <laughs> I got that thick skin. <laughs> I wish I did. Because even with bass guitar, like I, that's why I, now I transition to like mostly synthesizer and piano and everything because it doesn't hurt as much. But I have chronic pain, so I'm always in pain. So. What? Is, what is there a story there, or if you want to? We share don't it. know yet. Oh. Uh, so now that I ha- uh, I had I lost my insurance uh, when whatever 26 or whenever you get off your yeah. insurance, mm-hmm. 22 or something like that. 26. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so I haven't had insurance since then, uh, and now that I'm at the Manila, I finally do have insurance. 
And so over the last eight months, I've been going to just multiple doctors who are just sending me to the next doctor. They don't know what's wrong, you know. And so, yeah. uh, but tomorrow I go to a rheumatologist to okay. see uh, if it's, you know, nerves or muscular or anything. Yeah. And then uh, I also have to discuss with the Manil uh, about disability stuff because I haven't been there for a year and mm-hmm. they uh, don't allow disability leave or light disability work unless you've been there for a year. And so I have four months to go. Mm. And so the test to get that, like whether you are disabled or mm-hmm. light disability, is very expensive. And so I don't want to get this test and then just come back for the Manila to be like, You can't work. Sorry, yeah. we, the gallery attendant position is not a light disability thing. We have to have you standing, all these things. Even though they, they don't really have to. It's just the policies that they set up. And so mm-hmm. I'm dealing with that right now. Man, that sounds stressful it is extremely stressful yeah and i don't want to get too much into it on the podcast but it, it goes pretty deep <laughs> yeah well i hope you find some answers yeah, yeah. i do i appreciate that um i did have a question oh, wait I'm... no 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 the purchase you gotta oh the purchase oh yeah. huh, okay i know what it is if you don't if you don't know what is it you finally got a new car oh my gosh <laughs> i finally got a new car the car that inspired my car joke vagina joke it is fine it has finally been rehomed and i have a functioning car mostly functioning vagina as well (laughs) (laughs) man upgrades all around great uh what was your question um when was the last time you walked away from something and felt good about it Uh, um that's it's difficult for me because personally myself whenever i involve myself with something i want it to flourish i Mm -hmm. want it to improve and even if it is uh ranging from success to failure those things are both important and yeah. even if it fails like it's uh it's my personal goal to see what went wrong try to make it better you know and just like baby step you know and like work together with everyone and so like uh i was ubering for a couple of years and then i started working with a friend at a pizza place because he was like hey i'll pay you 10 and 10 an hour to deliver you're basically doing the same thing driving you know yeah and I just did not enjoy it, you know. And mm-hmm. I was also working with friends, and that sucked. Yeah. Because it was just like, yeah. man, now I feel guilty that I took this position. And and so I eventually, like, had to walk away from it. But did I feel good about that? Yes and no. You know, it's like, yeah. because uh, I felt bad because, you know, uh, I wanted things to be great and to, you know, be there. But it just wasn't uh, where I felt my time was being use because yeah. I also as a artist musician and everything I try to spend all my time being productive you know mm-hmm. or at least like doing something that is going to increase my artistry and delivering pizzas just was not paying that yeah, yeah. and so uh, that I guess yeah at some point uh, you gotta take care of yourself you know and do what feels right in your life yeah but yeah. that might be something uh, where whether I don't know what's going to happen with the Manil, but mm-hmm. that might be a situation there. And I'm, and now that I'm at the point where I'm at with everything that I have going on, and now that things are reopening with COVID, it's like if I were to have to leave the Manil, you could find another job. I could not not even another job. Oh. I think that I like because I sent in 400 applications to random places before I got the job at the Manil through a connection. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. And so uh, it's just like I don't know when I would get another job, but if I was to leave, like. I have all these things going on now that are right on the cusp mm-hmm. of just being like one that one person to share it, you know, like one influencer or something like that. I'm like 
I'm like one influence away from making it that mm-hmm. I can do this as a living, you know. Yeah. And like I was saying before, I started working at the Manila. I was doing all those stream teams, and I was yeah. And I made hundreds of dollars. And mm-hmm. so if I just go back into that full time, maybe I could support myself that way. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And yeah. especially if I'm doing these still and just connecting further with more people and making more connections, because that's also what Dropbox about is just connecting. Yeah. And so we'll see because I mean, yeah where I personally want to use my gifts is in the community. Like, I only would want wealth or fame to be able to use that to raise up the environment around me. So, yeah. like, if I yeah. had a ton of money, mm-hmm. that money's going right back into my community. Like, I'm going to hire artists, you know, mm-hmm. or do shows and everything. Like, mm-hmm. And so... That's awesome. Uh, that's about... Uh, we're wrapping up. Do y'all have any plugs before we go? Yes. I have a going away party slash show for my band Texture Yellow. Um, it will be July 25th at Red Yards, and doors will be at 7. I would also like to plug Alicia's going away show <laughs> at Red Yards <laughs> July, on July 25th at 7. <laughs> I will be there, and it will be her last show with Texture Yellow in Houston for some time. So, come hey, on out. Venmo, Cash App? Oh, Venmo, at Cats and Boobs. Um, I take... Um, gold bars and cold hard cash and baby teeth valuable jewels yeah all right well thanks for listening and thanks for being on y'all thanks for having us thanks